Hello, I'm Wendy Rigby, host of the podcast, Texas Biobites from Texas Biomed. We are committed to helping train the next generation of biomedical researchers. Our PhD candidates and postdoctoral scientists are an important part of our campus, bringing with them fresh ideas and a willingness to learn. I'd like to introduce you to a few of them. First up is Colwyn Headley. Colwyn, tell us, what do you do here? So I am a, f a fifth year grad student uh, in the lab of Dr. Joanne Turner. And my research is centered, centered around mitochondrial dysfunction in uh, aging CD4 T cells. Okay, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, so I, I'll use an analogy. Um, it's like T cells in your body as you get older, they're like cars. And the longer the, you drive them, the more mileage they have, the less worn out the engine becomes. So what I'm trying to do is I'm taking younger engines and putting them in older uh, cars to see if they function better. Oh, that is very good. Now, Coco really wants to learn about podcasting. So from this point forward, Coco, take it away. So Texas Biomed has about 70 plus uh, PhD level um, scientists, but today we're gonna hear from graduate students that also work at the Institute and are um, contributing to the innovation here. So first up, we have uh, Kizil Youssef. So Kizil, tell me a little bit about yourself and your science. So I'm a second year master's student, uh, currently in the immunology and infection program at UT Health. My research centers around rapid diagnostics for tuberculosis. There are about 10 million new cases every year, and about 560,000 of those are multi-drug resistant. So our goal is to use a 12-well plate that has antibiotics embedded into the agar and to look at resistant profiles and rapidly diagnose patients and start them on the correct treatment. Really interesting. So what got you interested in, in science and, and why Texas Biomed? I had a short experience after my freshman year of college uh, working with probiotics and their journey throughout the gastrointestinal tract and it got me really interested in the microbiome and how just to run experiments and how to like time management. Most of those results weren't very fruitful so it also gave me insight of that science doesn't always work and I think I was in between going to med school and uh, graduate school, so I just didn't know how I wanted to make an impact in the community. And I think science and my PI really pushed me and was like, you can make a difference uh, if you go into the scientific route. Uh, so that's kind of how I ended up in a master's program. I actually didn't know what Texas Biomed was uh, before graduate school. Uh, Dr. Jordi Torres, who's my PI, had come to talk to us in our master's like current topics class, and he sounded really excited about what he does, and he has a global aspect of the research, so he actually goes to uh, places where TB is of high burden, and that really interested me, so I decided to contact him and interviewed him, interviewed the lab, and I really liked the environment and the community. It seems like a second family here, and a tight-knit community, so it really interested me to join Texas Biomed. Really cool, and we're glad to have you here. Uh, next, we have Maritza Quintero. So let's hear a little bit about Maritza's research and how she ended up at Texas Biomed. 
My name is Maritza Quintero. I'm a fifth year PhD student at the UT um, Health San Antonio here in town. And I'm in the molecular biophysics and biochemistry program. The focus of my work is looking at the structure of um, Ebola virus and how it interacts with the surface of cells in very early steps of infection. So how long have you been uh, a Texas biomed? Did you start right after you started grad school? So I did my undergrad here in San Antonio, and then I did my master's degree out of state, and I came back to San Antonio after um, I emailed one of the professors that was here. I really liked his work, and I was able to essentially come in right away uh, and start working here at Texas Biomed as a student. You're uh, pretty close to graduating, so what are your, I guess, immediate plans or long-term career goals? So that's a really big question. Uh, so right now, of course, my focus is just to defend my thesis. I have two publications that I really would like to see published before I move on to any next step. Um, I'll be staying here in town, so I'm hoping to be able to find some work that is uh, relevant uh, to drug delivery and such, which is where I want to be in the next few years. Really interesting. And our final grad student we have today is Amanda Menino. So Amanda, tell us what research are you conducting here at Texas Biomed? So I'm in the lab of Dr. Luis Giovedoni, where our lab focuses on the immune system and how it fights viruses. So my lab, uh, my particular project looks at baboons because they can fight SIV, which is the same thing as like monkey HIV, and they do it naturally. And if we could figure out how they do it and why they do it, uh, we could maybe apply that to humans. Do you actually get to interact with the, the monkeys that you work with? No, unfortunately, I do not get to ever see our monkeys. We have a really great pathology team here at Texas Biomed that are really highly, highly trained and have all the qualifications for interacting with the primates here. And um, I would never assume to do better than they could. We let them handle everything from um, collecting samples to care of animals. And I wouldn't be able to do my research without them. Working with uh, SIV, are there any safety precautions or what are the safety precautions that you take to ensure that, that you don't get infected? So it actually is not transmittable to humans. That is not as great of a concern as if you were working with HIV. However, in our lab, we do have to take serious precautions just in case. Our lab has a mini lab inside it, which is a um, BSL-2+, which is a separate lab that has extra safety precautions where we have to wear long disposable gloves, make sure everything is bleached or alcoholed, and everything is done under a biosafety hood to where the air is circulated to make sure that nothing under the hood comes out of the hood. So there's extra safety precautions on that. Even though there's a really low likelihood of it happening, we always want to be as safe as possible. You're how far along in your, in your graduate, graduate studies? This is my third year, just started my third year, so I just submitted my dissertation proposal, so I'll be defending my public proposal later this, later within this month. Typically, I think now the average, um, average time for a student in, in grad school is five to six, five to six years, so how do you feel about the years ahead? Yes, I have about three more years. Our lab does tend to graduate students at about six years, just because we work with non-human primates, so some of our experiments take a little bit longer than other animal models. I actually worked before I went back to graduate school, so I was a clinical microbiologist for a couple years. And then for some crazy reason, I decided, you know, this isn't enough work, I'm going to go back to graduate school. So when I went to graduate school, I knew it was going to be a good five or six years before I went and back 
into the workforce. So I was pretty well prepared for the like long road ahead of me. What are your career aspirations? Um, as far as career goals, what I actually want to do with my future is go into policy and procedure, particularly with the um, federal government. I think that more scientists, and in particular more women scientists, need to be at those higher echelons of our government um, because they have a unique perspective on the world, and that's what I want to contribute. Okay. Thank you so much, Amanda. So, Coco, why do you think this is a good place to be a scientific trainee? Coming from Ohio State, which is primarily an academic institution, textbook med sits between private and, and academic research institutes. And so it offers me an opportunity to understand the differences in, in how a private institute runs, but also because textbook med is, only, is one of the only places in the world that has a BSL-4 and BSL-3, as well as non-human primate <laughs> facility, quality and the level of um, research that can be carried out here is, is, is second to none. And the research that I, I've proposed for my dissertation is novel and risky. And fortunately, Texas Biomed had all of the equipment that I needed to conduct my, my science. And working here has been monumental, one, because it, I've been able to prove my hypothesis that I had proposed for candidacy. It's given me so many connections within the scientific world, here at the Institute, as well as in the community. And I've also uh, had the opportunity, because of the, the research I've done here, to travel internationally and present at conferences. I've been to you know, Japan, been to Greece. Uh, I don't know where else I'll go next, but it's been a beautiful ride. So I've got about four months left in my PhD tenure, and I'm currently debating where or what is the next move as far as uh, a career in science. I'm really interested in, in science communication because I think that's one of the areas that can be vastly improved and especially to highlight one, uh, underrepresented groups, uh, minorities and women that also work in science because I think they offer a very diverse perspective that will definitely drive the field in the future. Texas Biomed has around 10 to 15 grad students, and I want to get some input from you guys. What are some of the things that the Institute can be better about as far as support for you guys' advancement? We had a new student association formed two years ago, uh, Texas Biomed Association of Trainees, also known as TBAT. Both Coco and I are executive board members of this group. This group really tries to focus on what graduate students and postdocs need and want out of their graduate and postdoc experience, particularly um, service programs. Um, so we volunteer with a local animal shelter. Uh, in addition to that, we work on, with communication workshops and things like grant writing workshops and how to start your own lab. And then we also get to invite really cool speakers like Teresa Evans in, who really has a unique perspective on both being a graduate student and then working in a field that's not necessarily directly related to research, but in communication and entrepreneurship. What else do you think Texabama could do to facilitate uh, TBAT's purpose or goals? Texas Biomed as an institution is a lot smaller and it's not a university. So coming from, I guess, undergrad and then going to UT Health for graduate school, like there's different uh, support systems. Amanda was talking about TBAT and I think that's a good start just to get an idea of what is out there. Because a lot of times as graduate students, we're pushed into this pathway of 
stay in academia and Texas uh, TBAT is allowing us to see what else is out there and I think it's nice that we also get to volunteer and learn about how to start our lab or grant writing and things that will help us advance our career. Something I would like to see is that you know we're, we're being trained to be scientists so independent thinking is something that we really need to practice doing so having an opportunity institutionally to submit you know for a small grant for example for an idea that you might have that perhaps your PI is not as interested in so if the institution would provide small grants that we could apply for to run an experiment or two on the side which could then be further developed into a larger proposal I think that's something relatively simple to do that you know could really help us develop our grant writing skills and let us be more innovative talking about skills and different aspects of research that we do here what is one thing that you guys go crazy over so for me I really enjoy working under the bench but I hate grant writing <laughs> Maritza I actually like writing so before I decided to do science I wanted to be a lawyer you know putting evidence together and strategizing you know how to convince somebody to let you run an experiment is something I like doing thing that Texas Biomed has really given me the opportunity to do is to actually work with Ebola virus. So I study Ebola virus structural proteins and how they interact with cellular factors. So when I present my work at meetings, the first question I always get is, well, you know, how does that relate to the actual virus? And it's, you know, really nice to be able to say, well, I did test it in the actual virus and let me tell you how it compares. You know, that's something I really enjoy being able to do, and I couldn't have done it without this institute. Obviously, working with Ebola is a, is a biosafety level four requirement, so can you tell us a little bit more about the biosafety level four facilities here at Texas Biomed? Unlike other BSL-4 institutions where there is designated staff that has to be the one to you know run all the BSL-4 experiments, Texas Biomed actually invests in its employees and its students, so we actually undergo a very rigorous um, training so it you know it spans over several years but as a student here not only do you learn about the virus you actually learn about the biosafety procedures so you know like I said it's it's several years worth of work but you are able to under some quite a bit of supervision go into the BSL-4 and run your own experiments but yes there's a lot of you know engineering controls mechanical controls you know you have to wear a spacesuit to go in there it's it's a pretty involved process but it's definitely worth the scientific results that you get from doing that it sounds fascinating I, I hope one day to work in a BSL-4 Amanda what's what's uh, one aspect of research that you thoroughly go crazy for or thoroughly enjoy I'm naturally a performer. I like to really get up in front of large groups and share my research uh, with the greater scientific community. I'm really blessed to be here at Texas Biomed um, to do my research with the SNPRC, the Southwest National Primate Research Center, because the work being done here is very high impact. So when I do present my research, people want to listen. People, you know, get that work done at Texas Biomed is going to have a large impact on the scientific community. Recently, the SNPRC hosted a national conference, the Non-Human Primate Models for AIDS, here in San Antonio. And I was the recipient of an Early Investigator Award. So I got to get up in front of 200 of the most 
impactful researchers in our scientific community and really share my research on elite controllers and innate immunity. And I loved it. I love getting in front of people and talking and sharing my research and answering all the really hard questions to the best of my abilities. You know, it's not always perfect sometimes, but I really get to see the perspective of other scientists. And yeah, I just love to tell people about what I'm doing. Oh, I think it's important to uh, communicate the science that's happening here. Kizzle, so uh, you mentioned that uh, your, your PI does a lot of field work. Is that something that you go, are interested in doing in the future? I definitely am. I'm actually going to Mozambique with him in June. Uh, so I'm really excited. We were, it's a part of my thesis, and I'll be able to interact with the community and the doctors and the clinics, and I'm just really excited for that experience. What exactly will you be doing in Mozambique? The plates that I had mentioned earlier, it's a 12-well plate, and there's agar media in there with each well with a different antibiotic, which are used for TB treatments. And so we will be taking those plates and testing patients' sputum samples to give a efficient and effective diagnosis. So currently we're working with clinical isolates that we know their resistant profiles and we're also working with the Texas Center of Infectious Diseases on the other side of San Antonio with sputum samples that we're trying to validate and optimize our plates. And so the idea is to take these and provide a rapid diagnosis because most of the tests currently either take a very long time, so almost two months, or they're really expensive. Our idea is, you know, this could take up to uh, 12 to 15 days versus 42 to 60 days, and it's about $8 to test 11 different drugs, and so it's relatively cheap and quick, and uh, many of these patients are suffering. Uh, they're either on the wrong treatment, just on the wrong doses, and we could really help a lot of people and also reduce the burden of TB around the world. I hope you have a safe trip. You've been listening to Texas Biobites from Texas Biomed. If you like what you're hearing, subscribe. You can find us on most popular podcast platforms, or you can sign up to have a new podcast delivered to your email inbox every two weeks. Just go to txbiomed.org and search for podcasts. At Texas Biomed, we love sharing our science. I'm Wendy Rigby. Wendy Rigby